0: Hello there and welcome to the Pint-sized Healing Podcast. My name is Max Thompson. Let's get started. So here I am again with Carrie. Hello, Carrie. Hello. And we are reading an old blog post to have a look at how I and we feel about um, (laughs) what I wrote in 2016, Mm. Um, the 19th of March in 2016, I wrote this, and it's called The Blissful World Where the Narcissist is Never to Blame. Have
1: you visited this Mm. blissful world? I've actually never visited that place, and I'm quite proud of myself. (laughs) not having visited there (laughs) well i mean i've visited but
0: i decided not to stay
1: yeah it was more like alice sort of like through the keyhole being like oh my god oh (laughs) yes well it does kind of feel like that doesn't it right so we are going
0: to be talking about this blissful world uh, which is mostly blissful for a narcissist, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me just get started on reading. But do feel free to interrupt me at any time. I'll do. <laughs> do you know how sometimes you have a bad day?
1: Yeah, I do, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about that now. i <laughs> <laughs> You said i could get interrupted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it may cause you to be a bit short with your kid or partner. And then later you go to them and you say, I'm sorry I was short with you. I was just... Worried, tired, busy, other, fill in the blank, whatever. Mm -hmm. We all do that, right?
1: Yes.
0: Uh, Well, not toxic people.
1: No. No. Because they live in a
0: blissful world where nothing is ever their responsibility. When bad things happen, it's because the world is against them. When they are raging abuse at you, it's because you make them angry. When they are ill, it's because you make them sick. Okay, can I just say they, on that? It's probably your fault for not letting them study. What do you want to say about that?
1: <laughs> okay, there's my RuPaul laugh. I did the Michelle laugh, Michelle Visage laugh before, and now I brought bring on. Before out the we RuPaul. started
0: recording, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, it reminds me of um when I was at um the church, and the abusive church. Let me clarify. Yes. And how. I said I, I said to my pastor that um, she was wrong about something. Not even in those words. I just said an answer that she told us the week before, and then she changed her mind the following week and said, "No, that's not the answer." I'm like, "But you, you, you said that the week before," and then she's like, "Stand up," and I'm like, "What? Stand up?" And then I stood up, and she made. She looked at me and she said. God is using you right now as an instrument to demonstrate how the devil works through um, the church because of your rebellion and deception. And, you know, like I fought her on it and then it made me feel like shit afterwards. But all of it started simply because I challenged, challenged her. Well, she was, (sighs) she was contradicting herself. She was, she was, Claiming, It was doctrine, like biblical doctrine, and she was changing it the next week. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's not what you're supposed to supposed to do.
0: Um, No,
1: I don't think that's what you're
0: supposed to do. No. I think that is, yeah, no, no it doesn't seem yeah. right. like, I'm racking my brain how that works. Yeah, happen.
1: can't figure out how that works out. But isn't that kind of what we're talking about? We're talking yeah, about... Well, it's like, it's, it's my fault because I'm full of, yeah, exactly. I'm yeah,
0: yeah, so if you don't like the answer I'm giving you, then it's your fault for asking the question. Yes, mm. yes, and, uh, and and so, so everything is turned around onto, oh, with the, the, the world is against me, right, it's basically. Yeah. You are against it, and if I and if I lash out at you, then it's your fault because you make me angry.
1: You brought it on yourself, right?
0: Exactly, exactly. Which is, as we both know, a lot of crap. Um, I was gonna say another word, but then I thought, yes, I don't know. No. I
1: actually uh, think we do pretty well on this show. That this show, yes, <laughs> on sh- this on this little show that we do. I think we refrain from swearing as much as we do as much as
0: we can because seriously usually we sound like a couple of pirates uh, we wait. really do
1: we would make great pirates actually well, can here's I just
0: the say thing that? you're from australia i've lived in glasgow for a long time like you can't go to the shop that's without swearing it's pirate
1: material that's like the raw material for pirates <laughs>
0: But nothing is their fault. I'm just going to go back to the blog post until oh, we, before we just kind of get into this whole
1: a tangent, kind of a tangent of the
0: Caribbean typing. Um, <laughs> Toxic people take no blame and love playing the victim. Mm-hmm. So whatever they do, be ready for it to be your fault. <laughs> God. After, <sighs> a year, after about a year after I got contact with my parents, my father wrote me a letter In it, he assigned me blame for our distorted relationship a total of three times. First, I had misinterpreted their concerned parenting as restrictive. Mm. I was being childish and should start behaving like an adult. And I needed to mend the relationship. And he added it would be hard given how I had decided to break contact
1: contact. Wow. How manipulative is that?
0: well here's the fun bit he then continued to say that their door was always open and they weren't looking to assign any blame
1: oh how noble of them
0: I know right uh but I think what he meant to say was it's all your fault and we're not taking any responsibility probably followed by na
1: na 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 exactly (laughs) and you know just it's so funny that that letter that you just read and i've I've read it a couple of times because it's in your book as well yeah. that we're working on and it's never clicked for me that i've actually received a similar letter from someone it was when oh, i left the church tell the me. daughter of the pastor um contacted me over facebook i contacted her to say look i'm really sorry that all this stuff has happened between me and your parents but you know it's between me and them And I have nothing against you, but I wish you all the well, all the best with you and your partner and blah, blah, blah. And she just cracked the shits at me and said, um, well, you know, you're always welcome back at any time. So you can't say that, you know, we made you leave and made me so angry. And I snapped back and I was like, you know what? I have tried to be your friend. You have been passive aggressive for so long. I'm done. And, um, yeah, then her and her sister and um, a few other people started, like, writing horrible things on Facebook about me. One of them even wrote a blog entry. And all of it started, like, I take responsibility for lashing out at her. It was six years of pent-up sort of, like, I'm so sick of being made fit to feel like I'm wrong all the time. Yeah. But the fact that she said the doors, our doors always open, not because we'd like to see you come back, not because, you know, it's sad to see you go, but, but because we don't want you to be, having, be able to say to other people, we kicked you out.
0: Well, and this is the thing. So I've, I've re- like, I mean, as you know, and maybe some of the listeners as well, actually, I've reconnected with my father's sister, uh, so mm-hmm. my aunt. And one of the things that she said as well was that, this it was just after my father passed away, she told me that my mother had... Uh, said to her, she was planning to take out an ad in the newspaper that she was looking for me and looking for information of my whereabouts. God, um, I just
1: want to do a really rude gesture right now. Yeah, I
0: not well, do it because, you know, it's an audio recording.
1: So it's- <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's audio, is it? It's, yeah, it's just audio. Oh, great. I was just, so you can roll do your that. eyes
0: <laughs> and, make rude, and make rude gestures.
1: I was going to be like, oh my God.
0: <laughs> so here's the thing, and this is when it clicked for my ads. Um, because she said, like, don't do that, like you, you know, Max is fine, you know, we're in contact, she's doing really well. And um, so you don't need to take out a, a, a newspaper ad, right?
1: Yeah.
0: And so my mother's response to that was, well, I just it shall never be said that I stopped looking for her.
1: That I So it's I not about so, so
0: and and this is the thing, like that her need to reach out and try and find me is about her reputation. Yes. It will be it will never be said of me
1: mm-hmm.
0: that I didn't try and reach. It's not That's about, about here, having respect yeah. for the fact that I asked you not to do that. As an adult, I asked you, please don't contact me. Or for the fact that you are her or flesh for the fact and that blood. She misses me, or wants to rebuild a relationship with. Because she's your mother, and you're her daughter.
1: Like, it is not
0: It will never be said about me. Horrendous. It's about her reputation. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, right? our friend Kit Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Um, she recently brought out a video called um, "How Do You Know If You're in a Cult?" or something like that. Um, well, a link to that video yes. in the description. Yes, we will put it up, um, down below. And basically, she just said something that I loved and I messaged her afterward and I said, this is perfect. She said, so many of us, and, and Kit is a Christian, um, and she said, you know, God wants us to be con- not so concerned about appearing good but being good mm-hmm. and you know i mean look we don't have to be religious we don't have to be you know christian to be able to take a lot away from that in my opinion you know we need to actually oh, yeah, be able no,
0: to I, I agree with that as well and i think like a lot of times even like other people um oh at least the kind of people that I like to have in my life—they mm. can tell the difference between someone who's trying to be
1: something and who is something. Exactly. And Because um, it is about, like you said, reputation. It's like I want to be—I want to appear a certain way. I don't necessarily have to be it.
0: And I find it—I have to say—I've—I've I've found it hugely validating mm. to now come across people uh, like my aunt as well, like who, yeah, who says no I've always seen that in your mother as well like and she wasn't like and and even like she's mentioned other people as well who who see that in my mother um because I because you know they uh, an abuser and and I think especially you know a parent or a a cult leader but I mean in general
1: they obviously
0: make sure that their perception of the world is the is the perception that you see of the world, right they completely yes. control your entire worldview and so when well, i was like
1: in Bitterman's chart of coercion the monopolization yeah, exactly.
0: yeah yeah exactly and and so like so the message like oh your mother like in that time where I grew up as soon as I said my name people would be like oh you're her daughter oh and it would be things like oh you know i mean because they were volunteering and they were doing this and that and they like they had fingers in every
1: yeah which would have made it very hard for you
0: expression maybe it's a dutch expression and i'm just no
1: they had fingers in every pie or something like that i feel something
0: sometimes i just kind of Throws some Dutch into my English just to keep things
1: interesting. I don't know. I don't know if I'm right. But what I was going to say is, like, I feel like for you, that would have been really, really isolating because um, even though I didn't have that experience in terms of having narcissistic parents, I had that m- most profoundly with my former pastor.
0: Yeah.
1: Of this yeah. sense that, like, because they are everywhere. Yeah. Because everyone sees them, they're in a position like a parent is in a position of authority over their children, and a pastor is in a position of, of authority over their congregation. Whether that is they they're self-appointed and they've indoctrinated their congregation, or whether a person has willingly like submitted themselves, you know. Well,
0: there's, there's a natural
1: authority in both. There's sides. a natural well, position. Of, it's well, how about this? There's a natu- It's a position of power. They're both positions yeah. of power that can be easily abused, and you know, it's we. I don't know what it is about us because, I don't know, maybe because we naturally feel like we need leaders or something or we've been socialised to believe we need leaders in that way that um, we tend to value leaders so much more Mm. than the people who are following them. And we call into question what the little people say. And we've seen that recently with the whole, Judge Kavanaugh thing, right? Oh, Where, I mean, this is this is like the ultimate position of power in America, apart from the president, really. And this poor woman has bravely come out because she doesn't want other people to be victimised. And people are coming to his defence, you know, because he surely, as this judge, could never have done what she, what she has been accused oh, of it's
0: here's the thing i think a lot of this stuff as well like and and without wanting to
1: get into this discussion too much uh, sorry that was too political no, i didn't I mean it but i also remember in the group a lot of people were being triggered by it too so i can't absolutely kind of felt,
0: absolutely mm. and and i understand i completely understand why it's just it's such a huge topic, so that's it why is. I'm like you know we could talk about that for like hours, and I don't. Want to do yeah, that. so you think in a uh, nutshell, <laughs> but in a nutshell, like our, but our perception of the world as being um, male dominated, and yeah. so women being um, being less believable yeah being less valuable um that is that is a worldview that's been perpetuated
1: through media through like in so many different ways and there's through toxic interpretations of religion where a woman's testimony in some cases or a man's testimony is equal to that of three women in some cases
0: yeah you
1: know like what does it's, that
0: say and, and that's the thing like and and for centuries those kind of these ideas have kind of been cemented into yeah. our into our kind of um public consciousness right yeah and so and and i am super proud of the shifts that are happening um yeah i, I can't have them come fast enough but uh but it's tricky as well right like yeah. it is tricky. It's amazing and evident it's be messy to and it's gonna be it's gonna be all sorts of things just like healing from abuse because we need to it's like it's it's healing from abuse except, like, on a global scale.
1: It is. It's the macro and we're the micro, you know. And um, on that note, my friend Liz, um, well, you know, Liz, Liz Harbridge, who yeah. did a webinar with us a little while ago, um, she sent me this amazing quote, which felt like such a confirmation for me because I'd been thinking the same thing the night before, which is, you know, about the state of the planet climate change and global warming and all that kind of stuff. And I thought, like, oh, I was getting into worry about it, you know, just because of how dire things are. And then it just struck me. I was like, we need to take care of this planet, but how can we take care of our planet if we can't even take care of ourselves? Mm. You know, like, I mean, the guilt we have over not looking after this, this, you know, our home. What about this home, our bodies, our Absolutely. minds? You know, and Like, and you can't love if you don't what it, you know what it means to love yourself. And I wrote
0: something that... Is for the um, Healing Academy workshop, um, so the the Healing Academy Plus members to consider. And one of the things that I wrote about as well was like, it's the little things that do the trick, right? And yeah. and that goes in terms of like when you feel really, you know, at the start when we were saying you have a bad day, and you may yeah. be a bit short with someone. That's usually not because one thing, one that's thing right. happened. It's usually because there was a lot of traffic, and then the supermarket was sold out of mm-hmm. bin bags, and then you forgot to pick up toilet paper and then you missed a phone call from something important and like you know yeah. it's usually just a pile up of all these small things and that's it's what's turned the boiling point it hardly ever is one big thing one big that's thing right. to deal with way more efficiently than a pile of small things right yes yeah but the same thing is true when we flip that on on its head and say like all the small steps that we take towards our healing and that we take towards healing the world are going Mm -hmm. to add up to way more momentum. something Mm. big. Something big is hard to do, right? It's hard to decide today that tomorrow I'm going to only, you know, drink green juice, be vegan, and be a yogi from tomorrow morning. (laughs) Right? Let you be reading my diary That's again,
1: Max?
0: It's <laughs> hard to do and hard to stick with, right? Yeah. Whereas if you say like tomorrow morning, do you know what? Instead of my granola, I am going to just have some oats
1: yeah. or whatever, right? Like, whatever. Yeah, yeah.
0: But a small step is easier mm-hmm. to meter, uh, is easier to maintain. Mm-hmm. And if you just keep, but in a lot of small steps you're actually going to clear the distance right
1: you are and you're going to transform here yeah, I don't know you know no that's really good I love that I feel like you've just reframed and reclaimed which is you know your whole thing your my mantra job. basically <laughs> um I I feel like that is so true and it does on top of all of that it does it renews your internal landscape and you actually start to make things such second nature, you know, yeah, like,
0: feel like it's much easier. It's much easier to take ownership of the small things. Like, listen, it is, we cannot, we cannot take personal responsibility for everything that's wrong in this world. We can't right. because it would overwhelm us and it would completely freeze us into, into, <laughs> it would completely freeze us into place we're, we're not going to do anything if we feel personal responsibility oh not absolutely not for every orphan in africa or you know anywhere else in the world and yeah. you know, i mean like and global warming and you know economic exploitation right but you know but it's we, like marianne Williams we and take it, right? ownership but but if we can take ownership of the things that are happening in our lives, if we can do yes. the people that are in our lives, then that starts spreading around like
1: you know, yes. like
0: springs in the water. And that I think is why it's so important. Like and and this is what we're talking about, right? When we're saying yes. like this blissful world where nothing is ever the narcissist's fault, because we've kind of digressed a little bit from this blog post, but like not taking ownership for stuff that's going on in your life has a profound effect on everybody around you because it yeah. means that you're blaming other people for it, and it means well, see, that- I don't
1: think it was that much of a digression, and you know why? Because we started out talking about how the narcissist believes that nothing is their fault, and when you think about abusers and enablers, um, Terry Cole, the psychotherapist, I love her videos on YouTube, she talks about how uh, in codependent relationships it's often the enabler who ends up in therapy because the, the person that is doing the, what is the opposite of an enabler? Is it the code? They're both codependent, but I can't even remember what the opposite of an enabler is. There is a word for it. Yeah. But, but so the the, 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 toxic person, I don't know. They, uh, it's the enabler who ends up in therapy because they've got this understanding of themselves that is, that um sorry let me I, i've lost my mind It's gone blank they have taken on too much yeah. responsibility and so it's at the opposite end of the spectrum to a narcissist which is also unhealthy but so many of so many survivors of abuse are, and we both identify with this we become we, we perpetuate our victimhood in many ways because we think everything's our fault.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's not to say it's our fault for getting to the point where we have believed that about ourselves, well, but I mean, that, at that, some that program, point, exactly. it that becomes our responsibility yes, to change that, program, that programming. Exactly.
0: That programming is an effect of, of our experiences. That mm-hmm. doesn't like, and I always say like that, I'm not, I'm not to blame for, um, for the abuse that I, that that I experienced in my childhood yeah that does that still doesn't absolve me from the responsibility to heal myself no. right no it doesn't and so I think that's and, and sometimes it's tricky to kind of find that balance between the blame and the responsibility right Yes. Yeah. It's, it's true like it's the same I know that my mother had an abusive childhood of her own like I'm, like I am about 99% sure I don't know yeah. But I can interpret
1: all the signs, you know, knowing what I know now well, about how abuse. Yeah, as you always say, you know, um, you no know, healthy, happy, healthy, person. healthy people don't abuse people. Exactly. And no. so, and so,
0: she, and, and so, in that sense, I understand, and I feel compassion for her and her experience. Sure. Still doesn't absolve her from the
1: responsibility that she right. abused her own children. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, who, where where does the Re- what are the reasons for why we are the way we are become excuses for not changing, and I think that's the really that is the fine line there and I think it's as soon as we start to realize that our attitudes and behaviors start to affect other people negatively yeah,
0: and I think like in a, or in, in,
1: we're not living to our full potential
0: and this is where the narcissist like because uh, and and I'll just go back to that like la- the last kind of three sentences of this blog post in a second, but we're saying like. The narcissist doesn't take responsibility for their own life. They 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 tend to blame other people, and the reason is because victimhood feels comfortable. It is comfortable because because if I can be a victim of everything mm-hmm. and everyone around me, that means that I don't have to do any of the soul searching that uh, that is required to get past it. And so here I'm just popping back into that into the blog post. Um, so uh i have so since we we were talking about the letter that my father wrote Mm, yes that was the last bit that i read from the blog post so here we go i've since learned that they blame or explain my absence by telling people i changed so much when i had an accident at age 12 that Mm -hmm. the relationship was unsalvageable again not their fault my person my fault right Abusers are happiest when they pretend to be victims of their targets.
1: Yeah. Abusers are happiest when they pretend to be victims of their targets. Do you have that as a quote in a graphic yet? Because you really need to do that. Probably
0: Can not, I but, that? you know, uh, by the time it's got. I think it to that.
1: Out, I think <laughs> I will. That needs to happen. Absolutely. I. Well totally, totally. So it
0: was my fault for my personality changing when I was 12 and I
1: was run up. Uh, talk about reaching, my God. How old, were you like, like 32 from, or something and they're blaming something that happened 20 years ago for this sudden change when you were like 32?
0: But also, can <laughs> I say like from my, from my, uh, maybe sanity is a big word for me. <laughs> <laughs> from my perspective of sanity. Yes. If someone says my 12-year-old child was so emotionally affected by an accident that I, as an adult and parent, was unable to still relate to them, then I would say, what the
1: fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, because who's the parent? Who's the actual grown-up in that situation? I know
0: like who stops being able to relate to their child emotionally because that child had an emotionally distressed traumatic event happen?
1: and also like i mean i i am as since I'm not a mother, I certainly don't understand experientially the challenges that parents face um, you have but i also, I do have my cat, and I am the eldest of six children, but That's- I know it doesn't count. Um, (laughs) What I do (laughs) know, though, is that if a 12-year-old was in an accident and their parents gave up on them because they had some behavioral issues, a 12-year-old, I'd be like, that is pathetic. Couldn't you show a little more commitment to your child? I know, right? Like, to be honest,
0: I currently have an issue with my cat because... Well, I think we've, I, I, I think we may have fixed it now. But anyway, she started peeing outside her her uh, litter box. And we had a feeling that it's because we got the dog and, you know, territory, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Anyway. um, I'm not going to kick the cat out right, because she peed outside the cat yeah. litter box because her life had made, there was a substantial change made to her life. Yeah. Uh, I have more commitment to my cat than that. Right. Yeah. As annoying as it is to clean up cat pee. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. <laughs> but yeah. Like I don't like and and you know we do this with our friends when our when our friends have difficult times and maybe they're not like maybe they're not as fun to hang out with at the moment or they need care yeah. or they need a lot of space and they need a lot of time or they don't have the energy to even meet up with you, you're not going to say well
1: that's the end of our friendship. That's the end of our friendship. My God. Because then I would have very few friends there. <laughs> <laughs> I am one of those friends like a lot of that. the time. I know I'm one of those friends in your life. And um it you're really a patient. And then I have friends in my life who are going through more than I am, you know. So But that's the thing, like oh, anyway. We all need each other again, at some point. You again,
0: know what I mean? Like I
1: think that's what you're ages. that's what you're getting at, is that we all need each other at some point.
0: Exactly. And I think and all I think it's ridiculous. And I just think it's ridiculous as parents to say, well, when my 12 year old went through an emotional, emotional hardship, she changed so much. I couldn't possibly relate to them anymore yeah. at 32. Cause that's when I left the family. Mm. So in those 20 intermittent years, they couldn't have done anything to salvage that situation.
1: We both know that's a load of crap because you gave them many opportunities, but they, they just couldn't own up to it. They just well, couldn't and, own and up to it. And this
0: is the thing, like, if you can't take responsibility, this is the thing, if you can't take responsibility for your behaviour, you're never going to solve anything. No, it's true. And, that's, it's and, and, and it's a fine balance because also if you take on too much of the responsibility, you're also not going to solve the situation. It's a balance. have to really be clear on what is my part in this and what is someone else's part in this. And I think, like, if we make a mistake and we all make mistakes, we all oh, sometimes absolutely a out of people that we should, you know, we scream at our, at our partners or we are short with our children or whatever. Like, we all do that from time to time. And we then do. you go back and you apologize and you
1: say, do you know what? I'm so sorry. That was. Look, and when we're healing too, right? Like, I mean, I know that throughout my healing in the last couple of years, I have made some questionable decisions. I've treated people in ways I regret now. Um, so there is definitely room to to make mistakes. But I also feel confident um, that I have tried to my very, like to, to, to my best ability to at the very least apologize to people that I believe I've wronged. Mm. Um, and that's just not something you see in people who don't have self-awareness but that's the thing like at least you try to apologize and you know that's right and look that's all you can do in some situations yeah but you know what you can have a clear conscience at the end of the day because you try
0: yeah exactly and at least you're not sitting there pretending to be the victim of whoever
1: you wrong or perfect you can admit that you know what i've done some shitty things yes and that's okay. That's what makes us human. We're not perfect. We're a things probably on a daily basis. Probably on a daily basis, yeah.
0: So, you know, let's, let's embrace the glorious messes that we all are. Yes. And also, let's call it a day. Because yeah. I think we've discussed this blissful world where nothing is ever the narcissist's fault. And yeah. we've come to the conclusion that it's not really that blissful and it's not really a world right. that we're part of. Yeah.
1: no. New, no, new, no, new, no. which
0: means that until next time, which until is next, for next week, uh, for a week. <laughs> that and is uh, my
1: cat going play with me, Carrie, play exactly. with me.
0: <laughs> exactly. You know, Ferdinand is breaking down the house, so we he better is. To, we better end this podcast. <laughs> I hope that we said some interesting things. Um, and uh, if you have anything that you want to talk to us about, join us in the free Facebook group. Uh, pop the link below there's a couple of links that we're going to have to put below because we mentioned a few resources and a few people Mm -hmm. and uh, we'll make sure that you can find them in in the land that is called the interwebs Interwebs.
1: and uh, until next week see you then Bye.
0: bye hey before you go I just wanted to ask do you fancy going to a pajama party with me well, on the 24th of November, I am hosting what we call a pajama party over in the free Swan Watchers Facebook group. And basically what it means that for 24 hours, every hour on the hour, I'll be going on Facebook live and talking to you about healing and coping and generally building a wonderful life in the aftermath of abuse. So if you want to join me for that free event, then head on over to our Facebook group, join, make sure you're in there. And you will be able to see all the live videos on the 24th of November, but also you'll be able to ask me your questions and get some feedback on the stuff that you're dealing with. So head on over to facebook.com slash groups slash swanwaters and um, I look forward to having a pajama party. See you then. Bye.